0: We just don't think about all the different ways that human beings can relate, honestly, at yeah. the end of the day. And we don't think about customizing these things. And it becomes really clear, I think for me, looking at this chart it becomes really clear about how our traditional labels of like friend, romantic partner, acquaintance, and stranger doesn't quite cut it. It doesn't cut really clearly doesn't. how we're yeah. actually connecting to each other.
1: On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we're talking about the Relationship Anarchy Smorgasbord. Many of you are familiar with relationship anarchy, and some of you may even practice it. But do you know what the RA Smorgasbord is? Today, we're going to discuss its history, significance, and how you can use it in your relationships, even if you don't consider yourself a relationship anarchist.
0: Whenever I hear the term smorgasbord, in my mind, I hear... Is that I
1: To me, it reminds me of some movie I watched as a kid. What was it? Maybe Charlotte's Web? Charlotte's
0: Web the rat. Where the rat goes to the circus. About the smorgasbord. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's because... It's mortgage boards associated with rats and circuses.
2: Yeah. I was like, that right. just re- it makes me think of a circus Dedeker. Yes. But that's, yeah, I think that's that a good be point. That. Yeah. that must be yeah. the connection Templeton. to Charlotte's Web. Templeton. Templeton. Uh-huh. Oh, that's such a sad film <laughs> and story. But anyways, this is not going to be a sad episode. It's going to be a fun episode about how you can... You know, make your relationship better, which is basically what all of our episodes are about, in one way or another. But this is kind of like a fun tactile way to do it. Love it. All right. Yeah. So, relationship anarchy smorgasbord. Have the two of you heard of this before? Oh no, yeah, I hadn't. Oh really? Oh not Okay. Thank Whatsoever. goodness. I thought I was going to be the only one. <laughs>
0: I had neither, But Dedeker, yeah, you use it, right, with your clients? I do. Yeah, I, I saved it off the internet long ago. I think I first encountered it on Twitter, probably a few mm. years back, that someone had retweeted the image. And I was like, "Ooh, that seems really useful. I'm going to save that. And then I found that it came up just for clients a lot, especially clients who are forging new relationships and wanting to be much more intentional about their relationships that I found is a really good resource to give to people to just think about questions to ask or... Conversation topics to bring up, or even questions to ask themselves when thinking about what kind of different non traditional relationships they might want. No, oh, I love That's it. lovely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just a shout out to our researcher, M, uh, because they really schooled me on this whole thing. I really didn't know much about it at all. And M was very instrumental in creating this episode and really giving me their knowledge because yeah, I needed it. And so thank you so much. I feel like this was very much a joint effort in the creation of this whole episode. So enjoy, everyone. Let's talk about what the heck relationship anarchy even is.
0: Yeah, so we're going to do the brief backstory of relationship anarchy. We have covered this on a couple of episodes in the past, but the term itself was first coined by Andy Nordgren in their 2006 essay titled, quote, the short instructional manifesto for relationship anarchy. I love the manifesto for relationship anarchy. We have done a couple of talks, maybe probably even a couple of episodes deconstructing it. It's a very, very short read. I highly recommend it to everybody. I find it very inspiring. I go back to it quite a lot. And I'm, here I'm going to read a quote from an article in Mind Body Green on what the heck relationship anarchy is. Quote, Relationship anarchy is a way of approaching relationships that rejects any rules and expectations other than the ones the involved people agree on. This approach encourages people to let their core values guide how they choose and craft their relationship commitments rather than relying on social norms to dictate what is right for you. Guess who said that? Who said that? You did me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: sneaky. Yes, exactly. I was uh, going to like put that you that you did that I, because <laughs> I was I was looking up articles and I was like Dedekker Winston from the Walter Emery podcast, and I was like, oh, uh, I'm gonna get her on this. So yeah, that's really funny
0: because when I saw it was from it Mind body really grade, I was kind of like, I think I, I think I I think I'm quoted in an article Mind Body. Maybe oh, I Indeed don't know you whatever. Are. Yes. yes, you are. Well, good job, me. Wow, yep. this amazing, eloquent person who put it so well.
2: <laughs> they really did. Very, very good.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Man, they got punked. It's good. That's you did. Good.
2: I, it's it's possible to punk you, and I'm glad that was part of 2020 fun, right there. That's not so. the first
0: time that that's yeah. happened. There has there was once where on Twitter, like someone tagged me and like a they made an image of a quote and no, they didn't even tag me. I think I, like, I stumbled upon it and then I saw the quote and I was like, wow, yeah, they, they put that really well. And then it was a quote for me and I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> now, now, please, listener, do not think that that means that I'm a huge fan of my own work because most of the other stuff that I write and I read, I'm like, uh, puke, gross. Oh my God, I sound like oh, such gosh. a... Oh gosh,
1: okay. okay. Right.
0: We're not going to talk about Just that anyway. Trait. calm down. You're fine. <laughs> you out there can find out more about relationship anarchy. We did an episode a long time ago, episode 150. Long time ago. You can find out more about relationship anarchy across our backlog. We did an episode quite a while ago, 150, that was more specifically focused on relationship anarchy. More recently, I did an interview with Corey Nicole Williams. That's episode 333, um, where they talked a lot about relationship anarchy and chosen family specifically. All right. So with that
2: brief history and that beautiful quotation, we're going to talk (laughs) a little bit more about the relationship anarchy smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Not schmorr, Smore. Yeah. Smorgasbord. In an article called Your Relationship Needs a Blueprint by Sue Sutherland, they discuss the origins of the smorgasbord. I and they said the relationship anarchy smorgasbord was originally created by Lyrica Lawrence and Heather Orr of Vancouver polyamory in December 2016 this was the first version essentially of the relationship anarchy smorgasbord and then it was updated by Max Hill with the guidance of the relationship anarchy, polyamory, and solo polyamory Facebook groups. In April and September of 2018, in April there was version 2 and 3, and then September 2018 was version 4, and finally January 2019 was version 5, and that's the one that we're going to be talking about today.
0: So what this is, is it's literally a chart. It's usually an image that Has been shared around many different Facebook groups, many different spaces online. And the chart basically lays out these different aspects or different activities or just different ways of connecting in relationship. It's meant to be used as a tool for discussion with a partner or a potential partner in order to figure out how you want to customize your relationship. So it's essentially kind of Instead of it being like, do you want a relationship or not? And all of these assumptions tied up in what relationship may yeah. mean. Kind of taking all the stuff that we shove into the concept of romantic or sexual relationship and deconstructing that. Literally, the chart is a bunch of different little floating bubbles, you know, that have I think all these supposed options to be within them.
1: Like plates of delicacies that you can choose yes. from on the smorgasbord. That's mm, like a buffet. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. it totally yeah. is a buffet. Yes, essentially just a a way to help determine what it is that you and your partner want out of a relationship or you and a partner, you and another person that maybe you're not in a romantic or sexual relationship with. It just it takes the guesswork out of trying to determine what each of your needs and expectations are, because as you just said so many of us kind of grow up thinking that we know exactly what a relation, a sexual relationship a romantic relationship looks like versus platonic relationship. We talked about this in a previous episode. But yeah, this kind of takes the guesswork out of that. A quote from the centerforgrowth.com said, The relationship smorgasbord is meant for all types of relationships, platonic, familial, romantic, sexual, etc., And is indeed meant to challenge and make clear exactly what we mean when we are using those descriptors. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, yeah, a little
0: bit later, we are going to dive into more specifically what's actually on here. Like, what are the discussions? We're going to talk
2: deeply into that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And for those of you who are wondering about this word smorgasbord, just as fun little trivia here, it's a word that means an assortment of things or like a buffet with lots of different food to choose from. I mean, literally, it is more of a buffet, a big table with lots of different food that you can pick from, and then figuratively means a wide selection of things. And not like it a comes charcuterie.
2: From... It's like bigger than a charcuterie, right? <laughs> right. I think a buffet is probably the closest
1: thing Got it. Us. Yeah, It's a Swedish word comes from the word smorgas, which means basically a sandwich. It's like bread and butter is kind of what it means. And then board, which means table, like a board, like a board of wood that you put food <laughs> onto. <laughs> and that it is board, not schmorgus borg. Some people put a G at the end. That's wrong. It's Borg.
0: Board.
1: Yeah, I've seen that one too online. But it's board. So B-O-R-D is the board. And then smorgus. Is spelled with some some fancy little symbols over the letters that we don't normally have in American English, but uh, smorgasbord is how it's said.
2: Um, lots, yes. All right. So, as Dedeker said before, there are a variety of different boards out there that you can use. They really keep getting reworked and updated due to the feedback from the Relationship Anarchy, the Polyamory, and Solo Polyamory Facebook groups. So our researcher for this episode actually had a discussion with Max Hill, and they are the creator of versions two through five. So kind of the majority of the versions that are even out there. So this is a direct quote from Max Hill. Members have been involved in the last three versions, meaning like members from all of these different Facebook groups, Version two, called R.A. Smorgasbord for the Spiritually Minded, was created because there was nothing about spirituality, which is really important in my life, and something that I gauge when I'm interacting with someone. When I shared that version here, I got a lot of feedback and made version three shortly thereafter. And version here, I believe that M is referring to and Max are referring to the R.A. Facebook group, Relationship Anarchy Facebook group. So I got a lot of feedback and made version 3 shortly thereafter. Version 4 and version 5 grew out of feedback from this group, the solo poly group, a polyamory group, and comments on the original posts of my timeline. So as you can see, it's updating and going through different iterations over time.
0: It's so interesting to think about. I think that we don't often track our own history as people in these weird little fringe communities, to me, it it feels simultaneously like a little bit sad because sometimes on the one hand, it's kind of like, well, it's like, we're so neglected by so many mainstream resources that it's like we have to kind of band together and like cobble together our own little resources to educate ourselves. That's great though. But then on the other hand, it's also great, right? It's Mm -hmm. like so interesting to see all the creativity and to see tools like this like really evolve and grow and change out of time and just be born out of necessity, essentially. So So yeah, so I I love sharing these kind of tools with my clients as a great tool for discussion, especially early on in a relationship to see where your mindsets are at, to see what you're open to in the future, to see where you might want to go, you know, and these decisions about what you want your relationship to look like, they can be ever changing. And so having these initial conversations is not necessarily a binding agreement, which I think is so, so important because a lot of our language and our mainstream culture around relationships is we love having binding agreements. You know, like the whole thing with like a marriage contract, you know, Mm. I even get a little bit squicked out by, you know, there's some non-monogamy literature out there that encourages like relationship contracts, or kind of contractualizing Uh. your agreements. Some people find that helpful, it always makes me feel like, because I think it doesn't necessarily build in a lot of this flexibility Mm. into it. Because this tool is also supposed to act as a temperature check on things and a way to assess compatibility. So essentially, it's like a descriptive tool, not necessarily a prescriptive tool.
1: Yeah. So another quote from the Center for Growth is, quote, the idea of the RA smorgasbord is that you have a smorgasbord of different relational elements that can be included in different types of relationships, and you and another person get to choose collaboratively exactly what you would like to include on your collective relationship platter.
0: Right, It's like you're
1: at the buffet picking out the stuff and being like, what do you think about this broccoli? Oh, sounds great. Mm. How about this fried tofu? Oh, yeah, sounds wonderful. Mm. (laughs) So as Emily mentioned earlier, there have been several versions of this. We're talking about version five, which is the most recent one from 2019. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at it. We're going to talk about some of what we see on it and how you can apply it into existing and new relationships. We'll include links to the board in the description for this episode on our website, as well as on our social media this week. But if you can't find it there, you can also just do a, a search online for it, Relationship Anarchy Smorgasbord, and, and you'll find it. There's lots of other things like it, too, other alternatives. So if there's something about this one that doesn't quite work for you, the principle is that it puts sort of some different topics and some ideas out there to get you started. The point of it isn't to sort of be the be-all, end-all. It even has blanks on it for you to write in extra stuff yourself. So it's intended to be a starting place of how you can have these conversations and talk about customizing your relationship and how it's going to look and what's going to be in it.
2: So everyone, let's pull out our boards. And if you're following (laughs) along you know, or if you already have your own relationship anarchy smorgasbord, then maybe you can pull it out right now and take a look. So I imagine we're going... those,
0: those yes. felt boards like you got oh, in elementary school. Oh, that'd be cute. That'd, that'd be, be fun. Lovely. Gotta make a little felt relationship anarchy smorgasbord. Felt, I love, love that. The children.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. really cute. Yeah, so, okay, we're just gonna read from the top right here and kind of discuss a bunch of different things that we see from it, but I'm going to read kind of the heading Relationship Anarchy Smorgasbord, colon, a tool for discussion. This board includes a number of concepts antithetical to many understandings of RA. Not all who use this are relationship anarchists, and those who are may need to discuss how their relational style differs from cultural norms. The categories are loose generalizations to help conversation and are arranged with those relating to the larger social-slash-political systems toward the outside and the more personal toward the center. So that's interesting. Suggested notations are yes, maybe, maybe in the future, and let's talk. Definitely no. So those are like different suggestions for things that you can write and there's little like spaces kind of to write below each section. It says color coding and highlighting are fun too. So yeah. it seems like so you like can kind of do whatever you want.
1: Right, that you're kind of interacting with it, going through it together, that you're kind of and it it reminds me of some other sorts of quizzes and things for like identifying like your sexual desires with a partner or something like that where the point of it is about each of you kind of picking what are the things where i'm like definitely a yes or definitely a no kind of seeing how those line up and then with the things in between spending a little more time kind of you know discussing those and seeing you know not only what you want but also if if this is even compatible at all right like someone's definite no could conflict with someone's i absolutely need this and that doesn't mean it's a failure of either of you but just that this might not be at least the type of relationship you're thinking about having might not be a good option for the two of you.
2: Yeah. And we're going to get a little bit further after the break into like ways specifically that you can use this. But yeah, I'd like to just kind of talk about some of the things that we see here because many of them may not be a thing that's in your specific relationship. So let's kind of dive in.
0: So, you know, kind of closer to the center there are, you know, things that are maybe more personal, for instance. So there's a little bubble around emotional intimacy. So, you know, how do we feel about being vulnerable, sharing love languages, needing to share our values, or our beliefs, physical intimacy, you know, which includes like pets, massage, nudity, dancing, or includes and, and notice that the physical intimacy is also separated from a different bubble that talks about the sexual realm and Mm. underneath that is things like kissing giving each other orgasms involving our genitals you know or body touch or things like that and then we start to expand out from the center a little bit and we start to get into things like our creative connections so like yoga or dance together or doing theater or offering each other companionship so doing shared activities having shared interests having intellectual or philosophical discussions And then as we branch out even further, kind of to the outer ring of this, we're looking at things like financial entanglements. Like, Mm. do we have shared accounts or shared financial responsibilities? What kind of communication frequency do we want? Do we want daily? Do we want monthly? Do we want it inconsistently? How do we feel about legal entanglements? Does that include things like marriage, adoption, being the executor of my will, you know, and so on and so forth. And It is just so interesting that I think that we just don't think about all the different ways that human beings can relate, honestly, at the end of the day. And we don't think about customizing these things. And it becomes really clear, I think, for me, looking at this chart, it becomes really clear about how our traditional labels of like friend, romantic partner, uh, acquaintance, and stranger doesn't quite cut it.
2: Yeah, they're not specific. It doesn't necessarily
0: how we're actually connecting to each other. And so I guess, you know, the ideal use case with this chart is that I can sit down with somebody that I'm just getting to know, and maybe we've both expressed an interest in creating some kind of intentional relationship together, and we can go through this together and have at least prompts for discussion. And so maybe we end up coming up with something like, okay, we're okay with physical intimacy, we're okay with sleeping together, we're okay with nudity, and we want to incorporate kink but maybe we're not okay with actually like a romantic experience or a domestic experience together. That we can kind of come up with this custom-built connection that ideally shifts and changes and we check in on constantly instead of just assuming that we're going to try to follow the same exact script without talking about it.
1: I think the other thing that's really powerful about this is within each of the... Little ovals that's a category, like Dedeker was saying, like there's one for romantic, one for sexual, one for kink, that within those, each of those words within it are you also pick and choose from those. So, you know, even within the categories, you're customizing. You're not mm-hmm. just taking for granted, like for example, the domestic one. The words on this particular oval is routines, chores, sharing a dwelling, sharing a sleeping space cooking together, sharing meals. And that's intended to be the starting point for which of those do we want? Not just, do we want to have this domestic one with everything in it or not, right? So even kind of as you drill down, you're customizing. And in this example, it might be like, yeah, we want to share a home, but I would actually rather have separate rooms. And Mm -hmm. so you might say, no, we're not going to share a sleeping space, but we are going to share a home. Or, you know, you could even have that where you're not sharing meals, or maybe you do want to share a sleeping space, but not share a home. You know, there's kind of some different options that you could go about with that. And that's the point is to get you talking about those things and not taking for granted that if I want this one, I have to do these others. Or if I don't want this one, I can't do these other things. That we can't have that, you know?
0: Yeah. I really like there's this note in the center in this most updated. Version of the chart, you know, encouraging people using the chart that, you know, you have to agree together on what it is that you want. And it says literally no sneaking items in without the other knowing, or there will likely Mm. be conflict or disappointment later. And I think we do that all the time. I don't think we realize that we do it necessarily. You know, I do think that we can sometimes just fail to really accurately convey what it is that we want, or if we expect things to change over time in a particular direction, that we just sometimes fail at that. Not you know, not necessarily because we're like bad people and trying to deceive other people, but sometimes we're just like not great at that. And so having a tool like this helps take off the burden from yourself, I think, to think about all these different aspects.
2: I really appreciate the intentional way that Max kind of created all of the different words in the categories, like the subcategories within each category and things like labels slash terms like that's interesting. That's kind of fun because I know a lot of people care about like what label is this relationship essentially. Also, it gets or into just things. what do we call each other? Yeah, I think absolutely. And this says chosen family, spouses, parent, cousin, sibling, date mate. I like that. <laughs> date mate. That's fun. Also, yeah, it gets into power slash hierarchy, boss, employee, sponsor, sponsee, teacher, student, mentor, guide. That's really interesting having a potential smorgasbord talk with someone who's like a sponsor or a
0: mentor or, yeah, someone along those lines. Well, I think fortunately slash unfortunately, what we've learned, I think especially from being in the non monogamous community, is that when you're in a relatively small community, unfortunately there can be some overlap in some of these relationships. And mm. Like, for instance, you know, like a mentor relationship. And I think it is really important for people to be very clear so that no one feels like power imbalances and like people are being taken advantage of or they're very aware of the hierarchy that's there. And so I think it makes sense to include those things here as well.
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple parts to that as well. On the one hand, maybe it is more of a sponsor or mentor type relationship because in relationship anarchy... All relationships are relationships, mm-hmm. and so every single relationship has the ability to customize itself. So True. I think it it can be a little misleading to think, oh, well, the fact that this smorgasbord has a platter of sexual and has a platter of romantic doesn't mean there is any expectation you'll pick anything from that area at all, right? So you could, you know, go through this with your mail carrier. Or what? I don't know why I always go to the <laughs> mail carrier as like the, the sort of random <laughs> <laughs> acquaintance relationship. But, but you're right? And you go, okay, we have this kind of a power hierarchy in a way where you're the one who handles my mail and kind of controls that. But at the same time, like, you know, this is my property that you step onto to bring this to you. Like, whatever. There's, there's different ways you could do it. And that doesn't mean that you have to negotiate what kind of sex to have with your mail carrier. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you don't have to go there, right? You could, unless, have, unless you are. consensual
0: and, if, yes. if it's consensual right. and ethical, you could.
1: And then the other side of it is, and I was actually just talking with someone about this, and I think this is really important to bring up, is in something like a non-monogamous relationship where maybe you're more experienced with polyamory and you're dating someone who's new to it, that if you were going through this relationship anarchy smorgasbord, you might get to that mentoring part and that could be for you a chance to mm. say I don't want to be this for you like I I'm not going to be your mentor and also a romantic partner so if if that's something that you want from me then let's not have some of these other things that we're talking about or if we do want to have this romantic and sexual you know these things from those platters then I'm not okay with us having this one too so I think it's it's just really important to have all those dynamics there, right? To to really just remember, oh yeah, that's something we should talk about too. Oh yeah, that could affect how we can relate to each other and how those power dynamics and imbalances might play out.
2: Awesome. Well, we're going to get more into exactly how to use this, some potential caveats, things that people have brought up, and a little bit more. But before we get into all of that, we're going to discuss some ways that you can help keep this show going by going to our sponsors and checking them out so that we can continue bringing you this show for free. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club!
0: to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code MULTI. Welcome back. I trust that you had time over our ad break to put your little felt board away in the corner, (laughs) you know, or maybe post it up on your wall in the corner next to like the the blocks and stuff like that in your (laughs) little home classroom. Anyway, so some things to think about when you're using this chart. And I guess the first thing is just it's okay to make it your own. You know, relationships are complex, whether that's your best friend or your mail carrier or your romantic <laughs> partner. Even though, of course, so many of us were brought up to have this cultural understanding of, well, this is what a friendship looks like versus this is what a romantic relationship looks like versus this is what a casual sexual relationship looks like. But everybody's views on each of those structures is probably going to be pretty unique. So, you know, there are people out there who do think, you know, a friendship that's strictly platonic, no physical interaction whatsoever, but another person might be comfortable with kissing or holding hands with their friends or being nude around their friends. And again, a tool like this can help clarify what these relationships mean for each individual. So,
2: relationship anarchy principles, they recommend customizing relationships to the kind of the shape and the the texture, the feel of what you Know what's right for all of the individuals involved, and I it's felt really was our
1: only option. For oh, I see. You're, <laughs> just, right, yeah. you're right, just felt. that's
2: it, it's got to be felt. <laughs> so, it's an excellent idea to adjust, to add to, to subtract from this board, uh, according to your own preferences and you know, your decisions with the other person about what makes sense for you and your relationship. So, that again, also is why. We encourage you if this particular board version 5 doesn't work for you, you can go out there and check out some of the other versions because maybe they'll align more in the direction of what you are looking for in your relationships. Also, if you know that there are categories here that aren't applicable to the relationship, you can just kind of cross them off the list from the get-go. It can be helpful when maybe you show your partners this board. I recommend like Maybe printing it out, like I know, Dedeker, you said that you send it off to clients. So Mm -hmm. I love the idea of printing it out and like handing it around. Like, okay, kids, like here you go, first day of school, (laughs) first day of the relationship. No, you you get a smorgasbord and you get a smorgasbord. (laughs) Yeah. So it, it, I mean, and if you cross that off immediately, it can be helpful to show your partners what you do or do not want out of the relationship, kind of from the get go.
0: And it can be helpful to add this to a relationship check-in, whether that's something regular like a radar or if this is a more infrequent check-in that you do with your partner. Our researcher, Em, who was researching this episode, said that they use the board generally every other radar, every few radars. And they also strongly recommended taking notes So like we described earlier, the chart that we looked at, the version that we have, has little spaces for writing down notes in each category. So yeah, so you could print it out, you could take notes, you could highlight, you could circle, or you could take notes separately as well. But it's really, really good to be tracking those things.
1: Yeah, and as we mentioned before the break, the board does not have to be used only for romantic relationships, because... Again, kind of the whole idea is that using terms like romantic relationship, while it can be useful as a shorthand explanation for other people, the point is that every relationship is unique and the people in it are unique. So this is something that you could do as a regularly scheduled check in with roommates or friends or maybe very open minded coworkers. (laughs) You know, this is a great tool to make sure that you're all on the same page with your relationship. I could actually see it being a great idea to make a, a sort of work safe version of it mm. or a roommate kind of version of it that was, you know, that didn't have the the sex and kink stuff on it, but still did cover some of the things about like what are labels and terms we use. How do we relate to each other physically, you know, in kind of a more do we touch each other at all? What what level of touch is okay? How much emotional support can we expect from each other? Stuff like that I actually think would be a really cool tool to apply in some of those situations.
2: I think especially also for transitioning relationships. Like, for instance, mm. I lived with a partner after... We broke up in college, and this would have been outrageously helpful to have oh, gosh to yeah, kind of like I've been there, yeah, like see okay, this is what our relationship is gonna look like now, yeah, and this is what is it's not gonna look like now, so yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure, another piece of advice from our researcher is that you can do it all at once or you can break it into chunks because there's a lot of different topics here. It might be good, especially for ones that you really want to spend some time digging into. Maybe that could be the whole focus of one discussion or one radar could just be, let's really look at the domestic one and really Mm kind of get clear on what's a good fit for us living together, for example. And then maybe in the next one, you could cover several others and you can kind of break it up however much you need to. Again, especially for those ones where you need more check-in about it. And then when you're checking back in, kind of doing it more routinely, then you'll probably go through it a lot quicker unless you kind of land on one. It's like, oh, you know what? We should spend some time on this one again, kind of reevaluating because maybe some dynamics have changed in our relationship or it doesn't quite feel right yet. We want to tweak this a little bit. So you can kind of, it's not like a you have to sit down and finish the test in 30 minutes kind of situation. (laughs)
2: and speaking of change there's another quote from the centerforgrowth.com that talks about that change that does happen in relationships and kind of how to apply it to this this form this not test. I mean, it's a it's a fun thing. It's not a test. It's not a quiz, even. Although now it's, that
0: Jace brought up this like finishing the test, in I know, it, it now like, like, my gosh. Now my brain goes to the 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 weird like Thunderdome version of the relationship anarchy smorgasbord, where it, like you have five minutes to <gasps> go figure go, out what your go. relationship is going to be with your partner. Oh go! And now you got to do that for the next thirty days. I mean, <laughs> this is a terrible wow. unethical social experiment, but it's funny in my mind.
2: Yeah, no, I love right. it. It's like like a reality show. So here's the quote. It is also important to note that once you decide on what elements will be included in your relationship, that does not mean that it can never change. It just means that if one of you wants to add or subtract anything on the relationship smorgasbord, that you should approach the other person and have a conversation about whatever it is that you'd like to change. It can sometimes be anxiety-inducing to talk about changing the nature of a relationship, but the smorgasbord gives you an easy shorthand to start that conversation. Something as simple as, hey, I'd like to take another look at what's included on our relationship platter. What would be a good time for you? Might feel much easier than starting with, I'd like to discuss the nature of our relationship. (laughs) Having (laughs) regularly scheduled check-ins about your relationship and time to process also helps diminish anxiety around this discussion. Yes, it most certainly does centerforgrowth.com. Yeah, Yeah, it does.
0: (laughs) So of course, we also need to talk about critiques because you can't have anything created on the internet without people criticizing it, also. Uh-huh. But that's okay. Uh so I, I think a common critique that comes up about honestly any kind of intentional relationship tool or conversation is, oh, but this doesn't lend itself to organic relationships. Organic is such an ephemeral thing. Like mm-hmm. I I I that could be an interesting thing to do a deep dive on sometime in a future episode about that because when people want an organic relationship it's always that's always the question right is like what are they actually referring to you know so so of course sitting down with somebody and speaking really intentionally about what kind of relationship you want to craft probably is not going to feel as organic as just kind of seeing where things go which is how most of us have been socialized to deal with relationships But in order for your relationships to go smoothly, there is a certain level of intentionality and discussion that has to happen around a lot of aspects of relationships. And that is something we are comfortable with in certain arenas, like the conversation about cohabiting, or starting a family together, or becoming co-workers, that those are arenas where we do recognize like, okay, there has to be some intentionality and discussion behind this. And it's okay to extend that into other aspects of our relationships and it doesn't make it any less organic. It just means that there's communication around these organic changes happening.
1: Yeah, and I just think it's that thing that it only seems non-organic kind of when you're looking at it from the outside. But once you're actually using it, I feel like it takes so much of the guesswork out of things. Mm -hmm. Unless your definition of organic is just like, chaotic and full of friction all the time, that it's kind of, by having clarity, it allows you to spend more of your time enjoying your relationship and less of your time worrying about, is this, is this how our relationship is going? Do we feel the same about this thing? I don't like this thing we're doing, but I can't do anything about it because I'm in a romantic relationship. And so that just comes with it. I've got to do it. That yeah. I just It's really powerful if you can get past that that idea that somehow a good relationship means you'd never talk about it, which is the most absurd myth that we've all really been fed, and it just... Oof,
2: Love means butler. never having to say you're sorry, no, which right. also Gross. is some, some real bullshit. All chestnut. Gross. <laughs> Not yeah, that that chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: next critique that comes up for this is, there's too many categories on this ding-dang thing. It's, it's too much. It's, t- it's too big. And, yeah, I mean... I actually, I don't even think it's that overwhelming, but I get it. <laughs> it Customize. still fits on
2: one page.
1: Yeah, it's a one-page thing. <laughs> Pick the ones that are important to you and leave the rest. And if you hate it, you also don't have to use it. The point is just that this is going to make it easier to start these conversations. But you don't need it. I mean, you can still have these conversations on your own. You know, the the reason for having so many things on it is just so that you don't forget about stuff and maybe get some perspectives on something that wouldn't even occur to you, right? Like a power imbalance because of your gender. Maybe you've never really had to encounter that because of the gender that you are. And so that just wouldn't even occur to you. But having it on the list can be a helpful thing to realize, oh, maybe that's something that we should talk about, how that works in our relationship. And so it's just, I just keep that in mind, that it's not like you have to go through and somehow analyze each one it might just be an easy okay yeah yeah yeah, all these no problem and then again at the end of the day you get to use as much of it or as little of it as you want
2: another critique is something along the lines of it's missing blank or i don't like that this thing is under a specific category i want it to be somewhere else so really this is truly a customizable tool you can add things to it, you can make it your own, you can make it work for you in whatever relationship you're in or whatever configuration uh, you you want this to be useful for. And really, if you hate the way that a board's set up or have major feedback, there are a number of folks who are actively updating the boards. So if you see something that feels off to you or like there's numerous conversations out there happening about possible changes, just, just go and like, maybe go try to find these groups that they're a part of the Relationship Anarchy Facebook group and you can you can have your feedback in there as well. So yeah, there's a lot of creators that are actively changing the boards and they're really, really open about talking about things. This all came from M, and they said also that the board that we talked about today, it had a lot of community input from folks in the RA community. So that's great. That's lovely that people are are really changing it and making it kind of more cohesive for i guess the broader masses but you can customize it yourself as well yeah
0: and lastly last critique is just straight up i don't i, I don't want to do homework in my relationship in which case i'm like why are you listening to this podcast right, <laughs> right now right. <laughs> if you are not also a huge relationship geek who is just like ostracized at relationship school because you're too obsessed with your good grades and getting extra credit? Then, then you're not <laughs> part of the multi amory family.
1: Oh gosh, that's <laughs> just no. kidding. No, we love, we you. Still love I, you. Obviously,
0: we're a particular breed. I think that a lot of people in like the more intentional relationship community are a particular breed in being really into these kind of things that help to codify our ability to just be more intentional with relationships. But of course, ultimately, if you don't like the tool, you don't have to use it. I think the more important thing is just you're having those conversations and you're thinking about it.
1: Can you imagine though, if you were given homework in school and the teacher was like, here's the homework, feel free to do as much or as little of it as you think is helpful for you. And if you want to change it, go for it. Go nuts. (laughs) If you want to tell us how you changed it, that's fine, but you don't have to. Imagine how different that
2: See, experience. The would funny be. thing is, when it's I was true. in second
0: grade, I thought that that's how homework w- worked. Uh, actually, good.
2: so did you try like, to totally change the assignment? No, no,
0: no. It was more. My impression was I thought that homework was for if you didn't understand the concept in class. Got it. And, and you're like, so I when I was in class, I was like, I got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, I got it. I don't. I did that I can do it like I don't I thought that the homework was optional was like for your own benefit <laughs> if, if you did not understand extra it extra study
1: if you want yes
0: yeah. so that yeah. was a little bit of a rude awakening in second grade you're like Oof, I don't want to yeah. do it yeah and I remember I do remember watching all these kids turning in their homework and feeling a little bit sorry for them be like gosh they really didn't get it like it didn't seem that <laughs> difficult to me wow
2: Denigert
1: wow but who was the one who didn't understand <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: it's the irony it's the yeah, cruel yeah. irony
1: indeed <laughs> Oh my gosh. So some last few things that we wanted to say about this is that the board can be used with other people as well as being used alone. Right? This might be something that's good to take a look at and fill out on your own just to start getting a clearer picture in your own mind of where you stand on certain categories. You know, is this something that you want in any relationship or is this something you, you you're sure that you don't want in any kind of relationship, and that can be really helpful, even as you're starting to date. To even before you might get to the point of sitting down with the smorgasbord, you kind of have a more of a sense of what types of things relationships can be and what which ones you want and which ones you don't. That that might help give you some clarity, or you could potentially, you know, go through this and then have some other members of your polycule. Say so if you're in other, you know, you're in a polycule or with close friends or something like that, have them fill it out for themselves and then compare just to talk about it, just to kind of have the fun of discussing this, even if they're not someone that you're actively doing this mortgage board with yourself.
0: And there's also many different ways that you can choose to express your interest in each category. You know, it could be as simple as writing a yes, no, maybe, never, maybe in the future, you know, next to every single thing. One article suggested getting out colored pencils or crayons or using a color code system to show your interest in a category. I think there's a reason why I bring up the felt board thing is because (laughs) something something that I do with my clients, like or is it like in felt? Like it's a big piece of felt felt when you were growing up in school,
2: and then you oh yeah, and then you
0: stick it. Yeah, they stick to the felt, and then you have act out like little stories. Oh
2: my gosh! Okay, (laughs) that's pretty cute. I don't. You'd really have to make a huge board to make this smorgasbord. Yeah, this would be a big felt board. Yes. The
0: reason why it's exciting to me is something that I have done with clients in the past, specifically about non-monogamous aspects of their relationship. Is sometimes I will have clients essentially generate almost their own smorgasbord of like all the possible aspects Hmm. of a non-monogamous relationship, like good, bad, ugly, everything in between, and then I will sometimes have them like. Take those notes or those sticky notes and kind of stick them around in a shape or in a particular arrangement that that conveys how comfortable or uncomfortable they feel with these certain aspects. And I think that that could be a really valuable thing with a smorgasbord as well. I'm just hmm. trying to speak to like the kinesthetic, like the more physical visual learners out there. Who maybe have a harder time codifying things just by like writing and instead would benefit more from being able to physically move things around in space. Love that. That's great. Just do do what you gotta do. Get a felt board is one of Uh, the solutions.
1: I'm I'm also a big fan of, especially if you're doing this remotely, or even if you just want to keep a record of it that doesn't have to take up a whole wall of your house as a felt board (laughs) or as sticky notes, is online things like like Miro is one of them, M-I-R-O. It's like an online sticky board where you can put up post-it notes and draw lines between them, have your whole like conspiracy theory board oh you know, virtually, and you can collaborate with other people. So both of you can be putting stickies and moving them around at the same time. That's something I really enjoy for kind of collaborating on ideas with people. And you can you you know you can have like three boards for free or something like that, and all you need is the one for this, or maybe you know, you can even like put all of your different boards on the same huge whiteboard if you want. Anyway, kind of a fun free solution for that. There's other online whiteboard type things out there too that you could check out.
2: Wow, that was beautiful. I love it. I, I really want to use this. I want to print it out. I'd be interested to do it with you two as well. Yeah, let's do oh, it. Yeah. We could do yeah. it as a company. I want to do That'd it with fun. my partner. Yeah, Maybe we should try that. I know. It's just fun. Like, there's so many different ways to use it. And it's just yet another, like, fun tool that I think can enhance one's relationship. So, hell yeah. Hope you all got something out of this. So, initially, I wanted to have Max Hill, who is the creator of versions 2 through 5 of the Relationship Anarchy Smorgasbord, on for a bonus episode. But... We all kind of realized after talking with Max that a longer, fuller-length interview with them would be the best. So we're going to do that at some point in the future. And this week, in lieu of a bonus episode, just please check out and support Max's work. So this is a quote directly from them about where you can find more of their work. So they said this. At this point, I have a Facebook, which is Max Hill, M-A-X-X Hill, where I have shared the smorgasbord publicly and have had discussions about it. I also have a newish Instagram for my graphic design work, which is at Max Hill Creates, M A X X Hill Creates. People can always contact me via email, creates at gmail.com with R A smorgasbord in the subject line. I will be raising some funds to be able to put together a website where I will host The Smorgasbord, both current and past versions, and in various file types outside of the realm of social media. I am currently working on an updated version to The Smorgasbord and welcome feedback. Uh, The currently shared version is version 5, which is most easily recognized because of the gradient of gray circles behind the bubbles. So for everyone who listened to the episode, that is... The smorgasbord that we talked about, you know, in the episode. And so you can check that out. And if you want a downloadable PDF version of it, you can contact Max for that. So thanks so much, Max, for all that information. And we look forward to having you on the show at some point. So our question on Instagram this week is, have you heard of the RA smorgasbord? And do you use it in your relationships? I certainly hadn't but I bet a lot of you out there have. So the best place to share your thoughts with other listeners is on this episode's discussion thread in our private Facebook group or Discord chat. You can get access to these groups and join our exclusive community by going to patreon.com slash Multiamory. In addition, you can share with us publicly on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Multiamory is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our episodes are edited by Mauricio baboneta Our social media wizard is Will McMillan. Our production assistants are Rachel Schenework and Carson Collins. Our researcher for this episode is the fabulous M. Mays. Thank you so much for all of your help on this. Our theme song is Forms I Know I Did by Josh and Anand from the Fractal Cave EP. The full transcript is available on this episode's page on multiamory.com.